Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodenham and as ever, I am joined by my co-host who, if she was plastered on the side of the Remain bus, the UK would have voted to stay in the EU 100%. It's Isabel Chilman. <laughs> Political, which is what Eurovision cannot be. It can never, ever can be. Can never be. But you're right. I mean, I would, I'd, I'd sway a, um, a swing voter. That sounds sexy. Ooh, I'll sway your swing sway vote, mate. A swing vote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's. I, w- I would vote if you were just plastered just your face on the side of the bus. That picture, specifically that picture of you in the cowboy hat. Oh yeah, that's a great one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, everyone would vote yes. for that. I was yeah, looking at that completely. earlier and had a little giggle. <laughs> I do find myself funny. Oh yeah. Um, how are you doing, Isabel? I'm very well, thank you so much, yeah. mate. But let's you not s- talk about me. You oh. a big boy, aren't you? You had a birthday this week. Oh, bloody hell, I completely forgot. I did, didn't I? I did, <laughs> I bloody did. God, blimey. It was, Happy um, birthday, oh. dear Roland. I won't <laughs> sing the whole thing because it'll get boring for everyone. Thanks, listening. mate. I forgot about that. I really did genuinely forget. Um, my you forgot your birthday. Your mum's been over, hasn't she? Yeah, she did. We went and did loads of things. We saw some theatre and we did went and ate loads of food and then we went to see a movie and that was good it was really good thanks yeah oh lovely i'm glad you had a nice time we missed yeah, you a lot here 29 now yeah no it was yeah i missed everyone back there but it was you sent me a lovely message and um, some balloons that were half deflated yeah. oh my god some balloons on my desk which are still there i don't know how I'm, what i'm gonna do with them Just put them in a drawer how are you doing mate there's a storm over there Oh, we had some snow, didn't we? You bloody had loads of snow. It's all I saw on my social media feeds this week was everyone in England talking about the snow. Yeah, it's been pretty... I mean, in London, it's London, isn't it? So it never gets too yeah. bad. But it was the worst snow I've seen in London in a long in a long time, actually. Yeah. Made good use of my snow boots, though, didn't I? Hey, perfect. Loved my snow boots. Yeah, the rest of the country's still having a bad one. There's, it's been, there's oh. people still snowed in here, there and everywhere. And bloody food... Hell. Um, like rations, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what I'm about. But God, like, like it's, no, it's been quite bad. Although, yeah. in comparison to New York, <laughs> when you were over here, yeah, and it was like, like almost a foot of snow or whatever. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's been, it's definitely been that bad in other parts yeah. of the country further north, but it, yeah. not in London. It's been, no. it was beautiful. Some of the days were really nice. Um, yeah, but it's not been debilitating down here. It's been no. fine. And no. now it's the rains hit and it's gone. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Um, one one um one one caveat i will say just now on this yeah. recording though is that um i'm recording in my bedroom um i've got nice all my all my kit set up the yeah. cat is has decided to sit very close to the podcast oh, equipment okay um and his i think i don't know she's feeling like she needs a lot of attention today so okay. many apologies if you start um, attacking the microphone and then everything fall over <laughs> That if you cut out, we know she's like scrambled at the wires or whatever and knocked something out. Are you going to join me for a drink? I, I have, I have got. A, well, I could have another. Yeah, I mean, I've got a brew <laughs> at the moment. Ah, Just thought that brew. I could get some wine. Or maybe I'll finish well, my brew to... and then I'll see oh, how I feel. Yeah. We can have a midway pop. I've got some wine, so we'll have a pop from me at least. I've got a lovely bottle of Tempranillo from Spain. Lovely, this lovely courtesy stuff. of my mum. She brought it over. Thanks, mum. Oh, good uh, for her. I've been, um, um, I've, I've turned into you and I'm fully utilising Majestic Wine now. Shout out Ooh, to Majestic. I bloody love that out. place. Now yeah, that I'm, they're very good. 
basically I'm dating someone who's got much better taste in everything than me. Uh-oh. So I have to up my game <laughs> massively in the areas that I that I require to. You're, you're to and normally the requirement is just that I bring a bottle of wine over. So yeah. I go to Majestic every time now yeah. and I'm like, okay, so you know that really delicious one we had last time? Yeah. Not that one, but similar. And it also has to be from Italy because this person yeah. is Italian. Well, the, the thing is they're really personable. So you could go in and go, I'm dating someone who has much higher, better taste than me. Oh than no, you. <laughs> that is exactly what I've said to them. And they've yeah. been phenomenal every yeah, time. Yeah, they're great at that. They've it's absolutely really nailed it with the wine. So they've just decided. Oh, and have totally managed to upsell me on loads of other stuff as well. Like I've got, oh, yeah, I do. bought, um, uh, I, I did the whole like six, six bottles offer the other week. Oh, wow. But I've got Amazing. two bottles of this insanely nice um, Cretan white, which Ooh. is delicious. Wow. Uh, and like, a, like, it was like a Romanian red wine or something that was also great. Um, because I'm still, I'm still going for the obscure ones, even though you're not yeah. here, buddy. I'm still living it up. Okay. Well, I'm going to pop this. Are you ready? Go. Here we go. Whee! That was a good pop. That was a good solid pop. And here we go. Let's go for the glug. Yeah. Oh, solid glug too. That is good. That was a good one. Good one, Spain, for that lovely pop and glug, courtesy of Spain. Uh, <laughs> right. So uh, let's move on. Let's move straight into it. Let's go. Hit it hard with some do Eurovision news. So um, we don't. I mean, we've got some news again. It's coming in thick and fast. So just go on the Eurovision Reddit page or whatever other news source you get. An interesting one. An interesting tweet that came in from uh, Suri just yesterday. And I mean, it's it's not necessarily uh, a huge surprise, but she tweeted. Um, she tweeted, "Prob's not allowed to tweet this," which means her management probably told her to tweet it. Um, but I've just heard the final storm mix, and it's absolutely transported me to another place. My Ooh. heart exploded. My face is ugly, cry wet. Hashtag feels is not enough. Cannot wait for you to hear this ASAP. So apparently, it's got you know, it's got a revamp, it's got a remix, and uh, Suri seems to be a big fan. Oh well, she's not going to say otherwise, is she? She's, oh, I've just heard just, it, guys. It's a pile of shit. It's, Sorry, it's we're got worse. Yeah. Lose. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not. Um, she seems very, very enthusiastic about it. But um, I think still, even even with a big mix, it's it's not necessarily going to turn it from what it is into a winner, is it? But um, good to know that they're still working at it. Yeah. Good for them. Good for <laughs> us. Good for good everyone. For Good for us. Uh, th- as we said, we're kind of at the stage now where we're going to save a lot of stuff for a big listen party where we do an episode. It, out of all the ones I've listened to, Isabel, the one that I played you uh, from Czech Republic is still my favourite, the sort of Justin Bieber-esque boy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like that one. We're going to move straight on to some lovely little bit of any other business, AOB, as we want to call it, if uh, we wanted to call it that, I don't. Uh, we have an email from one Aiden Houston with the subject line, It's back! And Aiden says, <laughs> Dear Isabel and Roland, I am so happy that Euphoria is back. We've, we've been back for a little while now, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so happy that Euphoria is back on the air. Now I finally have, have some outlet for my Eurovision fanaticism. Being in North America, it's hard to find people who are into Eurovision for obvious reasons. But I have found two people at school who are also into Eurovision, which is great. I have have two questions. Um, The first question, I I don't know if we have an answer to, 
but I thought it was it was an interesting thing that I would bring up with you as well to see your your thoughts. <laughs> okay. uh, the first question: I am very into fountain pens and letter writing. I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to send either of you or both of you letters, do either of you have a PO box or somewhere to which I could send it? I, <laughs> I mean, you could definitely you could send it to work, to my work. Oh, that's true. You to could your send work. it to your work. Or send it to your yeah. work. Yeah. Maybe I'll reply in an that. email. Yeah, maybe we'll than... just like shout out loud. <laughs> but I mean, not that it's hard. I mean, if people wanted to, they could definitely easily find where yeah, we work and just find could. out our addresses and come and kill yeah. us. But um, that's yeah. You could definitely do that. I'd love a letter. You can I'd send because Roland's in well. America. You can send one to him if you want to do it more cheaply, or if you want to very fast become my favourite agent. Oh my god! <laughs> you can send one internationally to me to my office. We'll, That'd be alright. We'll reply. We'll reply with an email with our work addresses for Aiden to send it to. That that's oh, a good great. good solution. Oh That'd be God, very exciting. Adorable. Love it. If anyone else wants to send us presents or letters, then uh, get oh in touch God, with presents. us as well. Presents. Yeah, presents. Presents. Some like big. Some like some of the you know like the big podcasts. You know like the big ones. The big the big ones. The big ones. Some of them have PO boxes and get get and people send them stuff all the time. Maybe we, Maybe should we do can that. get to that point. Maybe we should get that and oh, be a big a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want a um, bloody. I'm only in this for the presents, Roland. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing it for a year and a half just for the presents and uh, so far we've got none uh, <laughs> the second question and it's an interesting question it's maybe something we want to um, look at slightly longer because I don't know if I have an immediate answer but it's quite an interesting one my second question is what are y'all's favourite songs that have gotten null points or which do you Ooh. dislike the least um Aiden's one. Aiden has a suggestion, which is Norway in 1978, and specifically, um, he makes it. He points out that the singer did not like the brass rearrangement of the song and expressed that in his own way. Should we have a quick look at Norway How did that get nil point? I know, it's a great song. Jeez. That's a great song. That's a yeah. really tune. I agree with Aiden on that one, although I don't know if it's my favourite nil point. I haven't really gone through all of the nil point ones. But, no, uh, I think I was in the back of my head was kind of saving that for a... Uh, maybe do, to do at some point a kind of Nilpari because I was thinking about it after yeah. doing after the Ralph episode with when we yeah. did his in memorandum of his songs yeah. that didn't yeah. get through. I thought, well, that'd be that'd be quite an interesting one at some point to do the Nilpars, um, like a, 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 a the the best of the worst of of Eurovision. There was one from Ralph's last week though. One of the um, what was the one with the da- the. Da- <laughs> The gay dancer. What was it? Andrea. That was Andrea. Uh, Andrea Demir, um, Demir, Demirovic. Demirovic. Right. Was the that just get out of my life one? Just get out of my, out yeah. of my, out of my, <laughs> out life. Of my life. That one did terribly, but I loved that song. Oh, I like that as well. There's some classics that just get lost in the archives. Well, thank you, um, Aiden, for sending us that email. And if you have any other uh, favourite Nilpoise or you want to send us gifts or letters because you like fountain pens, then you can do uh, by emailing us at europhoriapodcast at gmail.com. 
or you can contact us on Twitter. We are at EuphoriaCast, which is what the wonderful um, Ross did this week. Ross Barber Smith, absolute yeah. dream babe, tweeted us a few yeah. times. Has clearly just discovered the podcast and <laughs> could not contain his excitement with it. And um, so we got some glorious tweets from Ross this yeah. week. It was adorable. Thank you so much, Ross. Um, yeah, that that properly made my day. Seeing that you were having a great time listening to us, it's always yeah. Lovely. He li- it- it was amazing listen like watching him like go through the different episodes and like see the different <laughs> things that was happening. Like it was a real blast from the past. Yeah, well, oh, uh, Patsy's back. Uh oh, naughty Pat. She sat right by the kit. She's okay, so it's <laughs> glaring. Oh, She's not paying dear. her attention. She knows so, <laughs> someone else is getting attention, not her. Oh dear. So before before Pat ruins everything and just like walks <laughs> on your computer or something, shall we get underway? with our story this week let's do it okay cool so i'm i'm pretty sure i haven't but you know when you have a panic that we've done one before <laughs> and oh. you're like have we done this one before i'm almost certain i haven't but um i mean if, if we if, have even if we have we i'll just pretend anyway. we haven't yeah exactly <laughs> um, because i've got nothing else so we'll just have to do it anyway otherwise okay. it'll just be a silence for uh, half an hour so <laughs> isabel I am going to take us back, not two ages ago, but back to 2007, which yeah, was... Yeah, we've done this one, mate. Sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I had a little heart attack then. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure we've, I'm sure there were elements that we've covered. I mean, I'm sure we've been to 2007, but uh, this week, we are going to be visiting Serbia. Now... Okay. It was a fairly tumultuous time for Serbia at that uh, moment. Uh, Just one year before, Montenegro, uh, of Serbia and Montenegro fame, had held a referendum to decide whether or not they would split and become an independent nation. The threshold of votes needed to confirm the referendum was a 55% vote for independence. Now, once all the votes were counted, the percentage of votes for independent was... 55.4%. So just by a matter of millimetres, the Montenegrins decided that they were to become an independent nation. Yeah, we know all about very tight (laughs) referendums though, don't we? I was going to say, Isabel, if you you don't know, when a nation decides to vote to become independent or to leave, say, some sort of union with another country, (laughs) it can result in a fair amount of turmoil. Yeah, Um, just a little bit. I d- yeah. Um, anyway, Serbia had to decide uh, what its new identity would be as an independent nation. Uh, it was basically, you know, split between harking back to its time as a Soviet state uh, and and potentially building closer ties to Russia, or uh, would it look to the future and move? its beliefs closer in line with the European Union. It was a time for many Serbians to really ask who they wanted to be. In the days leading up to Eurovision 2007, which was to be held in Finland, it seemed that the Serbs had decided which direction they wanted their country to go, as Tomislav Nikolic, uh, the leader of the far-right ultra-nationalist Serbian Radical Party, mm, was nominated that's, that's to be... That's not a good party name. Nuh-uh. That's nuh-uh. Not, say that one again for me, mate. The far-right ultra-nationalist Serbian Radical Party. No. Uh, <laughs> 
it's the wrong sort of radical party. Like, I love a radical party that's like surfer dudes and skaters, like <laughs> yeah. radical. Not an ultra-right nationalist no, one. ultra-nationalist one. No. Uh, so he was nominated to be Speaker of Parliament. And he immediately began arguing for closer and closer ties to Russia and even uh, the idea of eventually becoming a part of Russia once again. Amongst all this was, uh, as every newly independent European country has to do, uh, top of the list of priorities is to figure out who will be the first ever person to represent them at the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm, that's, um, yeah, that's top of the list. Right? It's like, you know, we're a new country. Who are we going to do? What are we going to send? What are we going to send? On the 8th of March that year, Serbia held the competition... Uh, competition Biovizia 2007, which was the first ever national selection for Serbia's entry into the contest. So the night was going great, and onto the stage walked one Maria Serifovic uh, to perform her song Molitva. Now the song was very good. Oh. The performance, the performance, however, is what I would describe as very typical kind of Eastern Bloc Eurovision, fairly middle of the road, if you will. They had a, a sort of a couple in silhouette on the back screen dancing around, and then four dancers in very traditional uh, sort of country traditional clothing, prancing about, playing traditional instruments, and one of them has a sword. Uh, Maria, meanwhile, stands in the middle of the stage and delivers a very good performance of the song. Uh, But she's wearing her hair up in a sort of quiff thing with a slightly mismatched jacket and skirt. Shall we have a quick look at that performance? Absolutely. Quick listen. This is someone we know's favourite Eurovision song. And I can't remember who said it. And it made me laugh a lot when they said it. Just because I was like, as if you know Eurovision well enough to know that this is... It's an interesting one to have as your favourite. I guess it depends, like, you know, early memories of Eurovision. And if it's your first time, then it kind of sticks with you. But... This staging was this staging was interesting. Did you see the woman sort of dancing around with a sword in the background? Yeah, very interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the sword represents, but it it looks dangerous at the very least. <laughs> Roland, you're such a dork, worried about danger. <laughs> oh, she should be carrying that around. She could get some die out with that. Dan- dancing around with a with a big sword. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so, so, the, so anyway, the song, as you heard, is entirely in Serbian, uh, but some of the lines translate to, uh, I walk around like crazy, falling in love scares me, days are like wounds, countless and hard to get through. So not necessarily uplifting, but definitely powerful nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was powerful enough to win the competition and give hey. Maria the opportunity to perform at Eurovision 2007. Good for her, right? Definitely good for good for everyone good, who good makes for it through. Everyone. So after winning Biovizia 2007, Maria uh, was the subject of some pretty malicious attacks from the right-wing nationalist press in Serbia. Um, some targeted her Roma ethnicity. 
Others claimed she was too ugly to represent Serbia. Oh. S- some tried to publicly out her as a lesbian. And on the eve of the contest, one paper even claimed that Europe would fix the contest for Maria to win as a ploy to grow positive sentiment towards the EU. Right, so, good. Nice all, to, all of those things. Yeah, no, nice to know that they're all, support, they're all gathering behind her to support her, right? Really, really lovely, really lovely stuff, yeah. Too ugly to represent Serbia. Like, who the fuck, who the fuck writes that and thinks that's okay to print? <laughs> you, know what, you know what Maria did, though? She went, fuck you, haters. I'm going to be she, badass. She absolutely did. She lent yeah. right into all of it. And when we, we've talked about sort of transformations before in this show and dressing up and everything, I think this has to be up there with some of the biggest. Uh, I'm going to play now, Isabel, um, the performance of her from the Eurovision night itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a listen to Maria Serifovic. Uh, singing in Eurovision 2007. Like, Go, Maria. so good. And it is so, it's, it's so good as well that she, it's like she had these awful right-wing douchebags yeah. going, we're going to out you as a lesbian. She was like, yeah. all right, well, you know what? I'll just become a lesbian icon then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so as this is an audio medium, uh, Isabel, I think we should probably describe it for, for anyone who hasn't seen it or for anyone who, who can't can't sort of remember it maria is well, is pretty- well i think it's i think you should say in the initial one what was yeah. in, like what she was the although we mentioned there was a lady dancing with a sword at yeah the, at the national selection yeah but the there was it, there was you know flouncy ladies in the background with flouncy yeah. dresses and maria she was wearing had a, like jacket and a skirt kind of yeah, weird combination she had, like pearl necklace type thing on yeah. like very ladylike yeah. dress very yeah. powerful song which was doing it in yeah. very it was all very ladylike the entire but she didn't move was. and she didn't move very much in the performance at all she was very like still and like yeah. sung the song like a sort of like you would think of a traditional singer as people danced around her um and then i don't know sort of your impression of this um performance like what what how would you describe it the finals one yeah she's a gay icon now so she's <laughs> now she's on stage like super cropped hair she's got a black yeah. like proper like thick rimmed black glasses on yeah he's wearing a very masculine suit and what like basically pumps like trainers it is a Dolce & Gabbana suit for anyone who's oh, wondering. What a um, fucking queen. She's, she's I got love an un- it. Yeah, she's got like an undone bow tie like Sinatra would have when he was singing, you know, in the, in a lounge or whatever. And those women as well backing up, they're all in suits with like black ties, like trouser suits. It's just it's it's a, and like all the women are like a united front, aren't they? All the oh, movements. Oh, everything they is do very are like, powerful. It's all very yeah. meaningful. Yeah, there's lots of like standing together and standing with their backs to yeah. one another and like, like pointing at things and reaching out. And Completely. apart from basically the only thing that is vaguely glamorous, and I say that yeah. in, a, in quite a loose sense, is the backing singer's hair. Yeah, which is insane. It's Farrah yeah. Fawcett on crack. It really is, yeah. I don't know how long they had to have the curling irons in for that, but it, yeah, that's uh, 
<laughs> it's quite something but it's like a really powerful performance and like her voice is really powerful anyway and she's she's not like standing still anymore she's like walking around and she's when she belts that note she really like goes into it and is like strong uh strong maria in that in, like when she does that it's amazing yeah so it, i mean it, yeah pretty remarkable transformation now maria didn't actually publicly come out as a lesbian until 2013 but as you pointed out many interpreted this staging as a stand at least a stand with the overwhelmingly oppressed gay community in serbia at the time so Maria performed her song and by the end of the night, the end of the scoring, she had beaten out one of our favourites, sadly, but I feel like it was fair, uh, one of our favourites, Verka Serduchka yeah. and won Eurovision 2007. What a powerful yeah. top two, right? <laughs> I know, that's, yeah, that's an amazing, I've never thought about that. Yeah, what a fucking incredible yeah. top yeah. two. Yeah, especially as they were both from like you know Eastern Europe and you know fairly you know what were Very, seen as quite oppressed countries, conservative, yeah, conservative countries. Mm. Um, this victory marked the first time since Dana International that a song with no English lyrics had won the contest, and there wasn't another uh, song of that type until right up until last year with Salvador. So it's mm-hmm. few and far between, but she did very well. And as she well deserved to. It was a right as banger. She- I like I. I it's not banger, but it's it's you know what I mean. I I, yeah. I remember that Eurovision. I remember watching that. I remember mm. loving it. But phenomenal, great, yeah, fantastic yeah. performance, amazing song, absolutely nailed it. Yeah. So actually, this this victory was was huge for Serbia as well, and and she did receive a hero's welcome when she returned to Serbia the very next day. More than 50,000 people gathered in a central Belgrade square and prior to her arrival, police cleared the 10-mile road from the airport to the city in order to get her there as soon as possible. (laughs) We don't even do that for when we have like a new prime minister or anything. Like so... Oh no, (laughs) but but mostly because our new prime ministers are wankers, aren't they? Yeah, they are. (laughs) But like that is amazing. Like 50,000 people gathered to welcome her. Um, And when she arrived, she walked on stage and she announced to the crowd... Uh, she said, I won for Serbia. I won for all of all of you. It's a new chapter, a new chapter for a new Serbia. Oh, uh, I love beautiful, it. Beautiful, right? Oh. And even the even the papers who had disparaged her before now had the headlines announcing Euro Maria with a story about how great she was. Yeah, all um, right, turncoats. So, yeah. <laughs> so that conspiracy about EU uh, fixing it in her favour disappeared very quickly. Um Uh, Maria's sentiment for a new chapter for a new Serbia appeared to be right. It seemed as if something about her victory and the reception she received shifted both the social and political mood almost immediately. Uh, The far-right Speaker of Parliament, who I was talking about earlier, who had been basically growing louder and louder in his denouncement of the West, was actually forced to resign a mere mere hours after Maria touched down in the country. Um, The EU Enlargement Commissioner at the time commented that the the victory was a European vote for a European Serbia. Ah, Amazing! The the centre and left pro-EU parties in Serbia basically formed a coalition and moved the country away from its Soviet past and towards a closer relationship with the EU. 
um, which is amazing that it, I, and, and and there was probably I'm not claiming that everything came off the back of that, but a lot of the sentiment of the people in the country at the time was definitely shifted towards a more pro EU vibe uh, after Maria won, which is great. Oh, good for her. The- See, why didn't we have someone do something like that before the referendum? <laughs> Right. Okay. If the BBC we needed like, a Maria to come and sing yeah. an amazing song and be a gay icon, and then everyone <laughs> would have gone, "Ah, oh, we'd love Europe. Come on, let's that, stay in it." You have all those shitty like uh, Brexiteers who claim that the BBC are uh, biased towards Remain. And if the BBC really were biased towards Remain, they would have invested millions in a really good Eurovision song, and then we would have <laughs> we would have been fine, Which right? They that. Didn't. <laughs> which uh, so your bust intro didn't. makes sense now. Ex- well, there we go. Yes, yeah. so, I mean it kind of makes sense. It was uh, it was a last minute thing. I'll be honest, but it's, uh, a, it's a link yeah. into a referendum. <laughs> um, so actually, there was also speaking of politics, there was a scramble in the Serbian Parliament to claim Maria's support. The Serbian Roma Union claimed that both Maria and her mother Verica had endorsed the party during the the election campaign earlier in the year, to which the Radical Party replied, This is a shameless lie. Maria's grandfather has been a member of our party since 1995. Mm. Um, Which everyone knows that if your grandfather's a part of a political party, (laughs) you will be the same, right? (laughs) To be fair, actually, my my grandparents on my mum's side uh, (sighs) were both Labour Party members. Damn it. Well, you're very... Well, my, yeah, my nan I'm was a, a Lib Dem, I'm a wanky, so. lefty liberal, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, my nan was Lip-tard. a Lib Dem. But uh, yeah, we, we can't claim that same for everyone. Everyone's got... A, well, not everyone, but a lot of people have a racist nan or a racist granddad. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> do have a racist nan. I don't... Yeah, my granddad would say the odd racist thing. It was, I mm. don't want to be one of those people that goes, he, don't mean, he didn't mean it, but he no. was like... He, he died when he was 94, and that was about 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, my grandma anyway. was a Labour Party member. She was a Labour voter. There you go. That's all right. So actually, um, all of this sort of toing and froing with the with the Serbian uh, politicians, um, Maria basically put an end to all this when she visited Parliament and explained that she was politically neutral. She said, I keep my hands off politics and I expect politicians to keep their hands off my music. Oh, Back off, love it. basically. but whether she liked it or not Maria had had a profound impact on the direction of the entire country I'm going to quote an Australian site called The Age and this is an article from a year after her victory as Serbia was uh, on the eve of hosting the uh, the contest themselves and it reads the last time gay men and women took to the streets of Serbia's capital they were beaten by nationalist gangs whilst police looked on Seven years from their first and only Pride March, activists now see glitz, media attention and gay tourists coming to Serbia with the Eurovision Song Contest as a big chance to come out again, louder and more confident than before. Amazing. It's so good, right? Bloody Eurovision. Bloody Eurovision doing bloody good things. I've said it before. I'll say it again and I'll say it many times over. Anyone who takes the piss out of Eurovision, people who are disparaging of it, just do not understand it. They do not understand the impact that it has in people's lives. It's not just a competition of stupid pop songs. Yes, sometimes there are lots of stupid pop songs, but yes. it's so much more than that. It makes an impact. It makes a difference to lo- so many people's lives. Oh. Completely. 
So even even more than that, one year after this, on the 26th of March 2009, Serbian Parliament approved a unified anti-discrimination law which prohibits, among other things, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and transgender status in all areas. And in June 2017, so this is just last year, the Serbian president appointed Anna Brnabic the first openly lesbian minister in Serbia to be prime minister. Wow. Just three months later, Prime Minister Brnabic took part in Serbia's pride parade, declaring the government is here for all citizens and will secure the respect of rights for all citizens. Wow. Maria did that. Maria did that. Maria so, did uh, that. That that may that may not have <laughs> happened for another thirty years if Maria no, hadn't I know. bloody been amazing imagine- and gone in one Eurovision in a suit. In I a don't Gucci know. Suit. I uh, yeah, Dolce and Gabbana. Just sorry, in a Dolce and Gabbana suit. <laughs> I don't know another country that has had an openly gay prime minister. No, I mean, I mean, I, no, I mean, it's not, I'm, also, I don't, I don't know all the countries. I was going to say, no, I don't know true. all the political. I don't, I just don't even know all the countries. The, the country, <laughs> but that's pretty amazing. So I, I know, and I'm being fairly deductive with all this because it's a nice story with a nice end or whatever. I'm not saying by any means that everything is fine for LGBT communities in Serbia. There's a lot. There's still a, you know, there's still a lot of kind of weird masculinity that comes yeah. from the old Soviet days or whatever. And there are still some people who are cynical about Anna Brnabic's um, appointment um, that she people thought it was kind of a, a bit of a cynical appointment. But I think that the fact that just the story of the transformation of a direction of a country from yeah. one to another and the transformation of not only, not only Maria Serifovic from one song to another and of Serbia, I think that's uh, quite the tale of a Eurovision <sighs> victory. I love it. I love it, mate. That's so good. That's such a good one. It's good, right? It's really good. Maria. Maria, There's a lot of stuff. I mean, babe. I, I mean, I loved her before, and now I love her even more. Like I didn't, I didn't realize all of that. That's so great. And she, she, you know, I could have gone more into her backstory. She comes from, a, you know, she's got Roma back. She's got Roma um, sort of lineage, um, but her, she come from a, she came from a really difficult place. She had a, a broken home, basically. I think her father was an alcoholic and um, physically abused her mother, um, definitely um but uh yeah so there's a lot of history to her as well which is why she's she's i guess why she had to be such a strong and powerful woman herself maria absolute badass she's a yeah. eurovision icon eurovision icon and she doesn't she doesn't get the same coverage and and props as a lot of other people you know she doesn't get the same coverage as I, like the sort of bigger gay icons or you know lgbt icons like dana or, or conchita or conchita um and even as you know as just a pop singer but she yeah she was pretty transformative for her home country amazing good work good mate. for her good for her right good story love it yeah good story i like those ones those ones that have a, a combination of political and personal my favorite <laughs> Um, so, so now we move on, Isabel, and it's time once again to delve into our quest to create a uh, Eurovision hit. And this season, we are doing it week by week, or episode by episode, by uh, getting as many kind of guides and hints and tips as possible from any resources we can, and 
testing stuff out and seeing what happens so that by the time September rolls around and we're able to produce a song for that season of Eurovision, we will have a winner, right? Oh, this is absolutely <laughs> going to be what happens. This is we abs- are going to win Eurovision next year. I don't for care sure. which country, but Doesn't we're going to win it. It's going to happen. So um, so last week we had a bit of music. And then even in the first week we spoke about the lyrics. And we spoke about storms. And, and actually mm-hmm. it's, clear, it's clear that whoever was uh, writing our one, uh, the UK's one this, this year was listening to us. Because we have the a podcast, song called they? Storms. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so last week we had some music. This week I've decided to, to go all in. And I've done some music and some lyrics Ooh. to go in line with our approach for songs about storms and i think probably after this week we'll have to move away from storms a little bit because it's a it's a bit restrictive um but as we haven't done one with lyrics so far i thought i would do something around storms i have written a song a a small bit of a song it's not a full song isabel but it's a small bit of a song titled Mm -hmm. uh lightning strikes Shall we have a listen to my uh, little bit of lightning strikes? Let's have a listen. Oh, when the lights go out and the darkness fires up my desire, that's when the said last week Isabel that um you thought we should do something a little bit more upbeat so I tried to make a song about lightning and storms that was a little bit more upbeat what did you think of that what's your impression from that and what can we take from it going forwards <laughs> okay uh it's I mean it does it sounds like a Eurovision song this is I mean we're, this is a, this is a, a regular occurrence for you though it sounds yes. like a Eurovision song but it does yes. not sound like a Eurovision winner currently oh, but that's fine we've man. still got okay. this is the fine we were working on this we're going to keep working, yeah, we're, workshopping this out yeah we're building it up yeah definitely um so I <laughs> sorry it's giving me the giggles it's not as funny as I'm laughing at, at the no. amount that I'm laughing <laughs> So I, I just want to make that clear. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. no, I like it. I do like it. I think we've got a yeah. little bit of work on the. I think maybe we need to make it a bit more. Um, you need to make it a bit more. The lyrics are a bit obvious. Lightning only strikes in the night time. It's not factually correct either. Lightning can strike in the daytime. <laughs> You're right. It's not. Lightning only strikes in the night time. Like I like lightning only strikes at the right time. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's I a don't good know, that... like metaphor to use. Yeah, um, there's no analysis on whether a song being factually correct has an implication on whether it's a winner or not, though. Oh, no. Oh, and who was telling me about this the other day? My buddy Ellen was telling me the other day, she went on a date with a guy yeah. who, um, she she was like, I think he's more for you, really. Like, <laughs> he, he likes pop. 
um and he was saying that there's a there's an episode of switched on pop that's all about um max martin swedish producer max martin who's written oh yeah yeah a million pop songs yeah um and one of the things that he's talking about that what they're talking about on it i think is about how um some of the biggest pop songs one of the things that max martin did and created these huge pop songs was ones that are i don't have any examples because i've not listened to it yet but songs that um aren't quite fully correct in english yeah so it sounds like a second language song yes right yeah that's yeah so the lyrics are slightly weird or the like the phrasing is slightly odd yeah they don't it doesn't so i think the example ellen said was like um backstreet boys uh i want it that way yeah Um, okay so the lyrics in that it it makes sense if as an english-speaking person english is your first language it makes sense listening to it. Yeah. All of the lyrics make sense. You understand what they're saying. You understand, you know, it's fine. But if you're listening yeah. to it as someone who English isn't your first language, it still makes sense as a song to you. Because, yeah. But it's not, it doesn't matter that it's, it's just not quite in the right order as if you were, mm. do you know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, we did. So we did, I can't remember. There was a song that I did uh, in the first, I think the first season that we did that was slightly like almost broken English. Mm. Maybe what I should do, maybe for the next one, do you think I should put English into Google Translate, translate <laughs> it into another language and then translate, and then it, translate back it back to back. English? Yes. And then try and Oh my God, yeah, song. I love that idea. Definitely. Yeah, write some lyrics, <laughs> translate it, translate it back and then use okay. those lyrics. Okay, I feel like that. Yeah, okay, that's a really good direction for us. That is excellent. That's a really good uh, so next exciting. step for us. Excellent, awesome. That's perfect. Then we <laughs> we don't we don't need to think about it anymore. We'll take that and and okay. move forward. Okay, with it. great. Okay, well that's really exciting. Um, oh, that's, okay, good. Well, we've done that then. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear what happens in two weeks then. Awesome. I'm very excited too. So if you have any other feedback, please do like start guiding us, start directing us, telling us what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, If you have any lyrics, also like give us some lyrics, any other like foreign language lyrics. We hadn't thought about maybe the UK could enter a foreign language song. Is that that allowed? Not me and you, but I mean the country as a whole. Clearly we're too racist for that. Yeah, yeah, that would be... But the odd word, something like... um, Because obviously you've used in previous songs, you've, you've used foreign language phrases yeah. we've used yeah. things that we use in the english language all the time if in we the used song. just yeah. song if we used um lyrics or words or phrases that are well known in english in the english mm. language anyway you could get away with that oh, yeah, for sure definitely so that's why Ross, um, rsvp was a good one which by the way i've listened yeah. to about a hundred times over the last two weeks <laughs> i can't stop listening to it at the moment rest one day see play i love it so much i honestly i, I said it at the time on the podcast and i will repeat yeah. it again it is not just one of your best songs. It is one of the greatest <laughs> pop songs ever made. <laughs> and it should be taken so by someone proud. and made into I'm a legit so proud. song. Seriously, we should, sh- we should shop that out to try and get someone to, to do it. Oh it's God, it's song. so good. I'm proud of it. But that's why, that, that, so in that kind of same context, yeah. Um, you yeah. used RSVP, which is, you know, that's a, that's a French term, but we know yeah, it in it English. Is. Maybe you could use yeah. some, yeah. So if maybe if there's some, uh, foreign phrases that we use in english that you know of you can remind us of those um or if there's just an interesting phrase in your um uh maybe in your in whatever country you are from your 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 spoken word your spoken language that that translate into english so again we've had this before ross tweeted about this the other the other day and lynn was the person that contacted us about Mm, some norwegian phrases that when you translate them into english sound very weird send Mm, us some more of them maybe we can yeah because we can do some songs around that as well for sure definitely 
Nice one. Well, yeah, so give us an email at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com with any recommendations for lyrics, song types, anything like that, and we will try and fit it into our quest for a Eurovision hit. Yes, please do that. Great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Strong work so today, mate. It. it was good. It was a good, good, solid story and a, and a little bit of a, a nice bit of song at the end uh, all right all right so we will be back again in two weeks time with more eurovision stories but in the meantime thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time Peace. at euphoria <laughs> <Bye. laughs>